0: because of conditioning of society, we have subconsciously allowed the ego to take control of our life instead of listening to the whispers of the soul. It's that need to fix things straight away, which leads to suffering. But if we just let the universe take over, everything gets corrected and everything turns up at the right time. And what I find so interesting about
1: that is, for you, it's the need to fix it right away, to correct it right away, and then for my ego and my control, it's the need to not say anything because it'll just go away. Or maybe I'll just be okay with it. And then me being okay with it leads to resentment.
0: Welcome to Soul Sisters Get Real, the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here. We're your hosts, Karen from the States and Eleni from Australia.
1: We've had heartfelt conversations as Soul Sisters for years, and we're ready to share our truths, stories, and life lessons
0: with you. And to inspire you to connect to your truest essence, which resides deep within your soul. There'll be tears, there'll be laughter, and there'll be no holding back. So sit back, relax, and let's get
1: real about the things that truly matter.
0: Hello everybody, welcome to today's episode and we're so excited to talk about today's episode because it's it's something that is close to our heart and I'm sure it's going to be close to your heart which is all about when we try and control our life and what actually happens when we try and control our life is it leads to suffering. Every time we try and control something that's going on in our life whether it's our business or our relationships or anything at all, our children, it will lead to suffering because who's trying to control? It's the ego. The ego is trying to control in order to feel safe. So, we're going to be talking about specific situations that have occurred in our lives, myself and my um, soul sister Karen. And so, yay! Hey, Karen!
1: Hello. I'm super excited about this topic because we just touched on it a little bit and there's so much to go so deep today. So, yay.
0: Yay. The reason that I thought about it was because I actually had a big week. And by big week what I mean is I had an emotional purge and clearing. So, what actually occurs and what happens is is that when when stuff is 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 still stuck inside of us and that might be some sort of belief that is not helpful to us and it comes to the surface and because I am watching everything that's going on at the moment with my life, um, it became clear to me that what was happening was once again, the ego was trying to run the show. So I have been on this journey of watching my ego for the last two years and it doesn't, it just amazes me how it still hangs around, how it still tries to control
1: Yeah. Can I ask you real quickly, can you explain to those that are listening that might not know what the ego is? What is the ego? What would you say your ego is, or how would you define that?
0: So my ego is that part of me that tries to keep me safe and doesn't want me to look badly in the eyes of others, wants me to fit in nicely in some sort of hierarchy. And so our ego is a mental program that is there to keep us safe. And what happened is over the years, because of conditioning of society, we have subconsciously allowed the ego to take control of our life instead of listening to the whispers of the soul. Right. So what happened this week that brought this up to the surface? Okay, so this is really kind of um, raw and vulnerable for me. Because once again, the ego doesn't want to tell people about perceived failures or um, things that we're not seemingly doing really well at. And so what actually happened was that I had a brainstorm about, I don't know now, four or five months ago to create another podcast. And that be- And that arose because I discovered some shame inside me. And I needed to release that shame, which was a huge purge. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to introduce um, a new podcast called The Shame Game, where I interview people so we can talk about their shame. And this show, like, it was, the episodes were amazing and incredible and heartfelt. And they came from my heart. And I just couldn't work out why it wasn't doing well, why people weren't watching And so, what I did was, I did a bit of a survey with the people that I knew and I felt comfortable with, and who would also be potentially in the market for watching a show like this. And they all said the same thing, which was the name of the show feels low vibrational, the shame game. It's almost like we're making fun of people. Where is the reason I called it the shame game was because. Oh, if this is a game that we take so seriously. We beat ourselves up. We think mm. that we are this person that did this action and we are not. We are more than that. But just the very word is low vibrational and high vibrational people who are wanting to expand and grow and flourish don't want to watch anything about shame. They want to watch about winning. They want to show, watch about growing and expansion and soulful stuff like this, like this um, oh, the nice. podcast. So, Almost as if the shame
1: game, like you said, was more like uh, you're, you're thinking it's a game to have shame, and yet it was more about releasing shame. But so important, the title, right, is that they didn't realize it was about the releasing of the shame to move up, to move on.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, so what happened next? So what happened was I started to go into my old habits and patterns, I should call them, rather than habits which is the pattern of trying to control the situation. So first of all, like looking outside of me and, well, what is it that's going wrong? So, you know, I talked to the video editor. I thought she was using the wrong, you know, language. When she was writing up the episodes, uh, I I felt like um, the titles were wrong. So I started to put pressure on her and I felt myself doing it and I saw myself doing it almost like outside of myself because this is what I used to do a lot. You know, even before I had my own business, I was in corporate for 22 years and I had large teams reporting to me and micromanaging was something I knew how to do really well to make sure that my department had the best outcome possible and the best productivity and the best results, which it did, but it came at a cost of me micromanaging, me always making sure that everything was perfect. And so I started to, you know, do that with my VA, with the video editor. I started to beat myself up in terms of, you know, why isn't this happening? Why aren't people watching? And starting to feel attached to the outcome of more people watching, which is egoic. So, you know, who, who wants the show to succeed so it can look good? It's the ego that wants that. And why is it so important that this show does well? And so, you know, even though the desire to create this show was from from a heartfelt inner belief that people need to release their shame and know that they are not their shame, even though it all came from that, the way I tried to control the situation was from the ego trying to control. And what happened then is I started to feel stressed. So it was my old pattern of feeling stressed because I wasn't happy with the way I was communicating. I saw myself communicating in a way that was not compassionate, was not kind. And I saw myself do that. And then what happened was I did a meditation and, oh, my God, it was like this mirror. was just reflected and I saw exactly what I did and I cried and cried And then I went and apologized to the video editor with this big heartfelt cry. (laughs) Probably not the best thing to do when you're really emotional because what you're doing is then giving this emotional dump onto someone else. Like that's probably the last thing I should have done in that moment. I probably needed to process before I then responded. So responding without processing is also of the ego. And then what I cried about was the fact that, this is two years down the track since I first came face to face with my ego. Two years down the track, and I'm still getting um, these. I'm st- This is still coming to the surface. Like I'm still releasing. I'm still watching. I'm still purging. Like for God's sakes. So <laughs> well, if it's if
1: it's okay, I'd love to mention. I remember the first time that you did some plant medicine. It was big for you. it was super profound and I remember you saying it's where you you um it's where you found your ego, and I feel like I remember you saying something about it's where you got rid of your ego or uh you, you know like how not to have an ego and yet we know now- years later as we've both been through some massive massive growth in our lives that our ego is always there. It's just recognizing it and, and
0: working on not being egoic. Absolutely, Karen, what you just raised Mm -hmm. is really important because that's what happens when you have a spiritual awakening. You actually think that because you have gone through a form of ego death, but you just don't realize it'll still come back in another form Um, because you've seen it. Once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. And now you're always aware of it. That's the thing. And so therefore. It takes different forms. So when I said, "Oh, that's it. I'm not going to have. I'm not going to run my life with ego again," it came back as a spiritual ego. And the spiritual ego thinks that I now know more than other people. That's an ego again. And so then I had to see that and go, "Well, that's not true. We're just on a different part of the journey." And you're right. It's there, but it's about not letting it run the show. So it's there, but it really needs to be treated like a child, lovingly, not, not judging it. So when I had this big purge and I, and I cried, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm still dealing with this stuff. I had to really just really love myself and say, you know what, it's okay. It's like a little child that just came out and had a tantrum. Thank you for showing ego yourself to me so I can release yet another layer so I can learn even more. So now I see this whole exercise with the shame game has a huge lesson it it showed me a huge lesson in terms of what was still inside me that needs to be purified for me to go to the next level because I know there is a next level I'm so aware of that but it had to show me you know and I know Mm -hmm. that for me Karen you know control is 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 probably the last big thing that I'm dealing with and I am letting go of I am seeing it I am letting go but for you it shows up differently so how does it show up for
1: you yeah interesting because we all have egos and yet you know when i think of you you and i are in very different quadrants of like personalities and our ways of being and you are you know you are a driver you get things done you you want to be in control and yet i also have a control thing going on but in a very different way and when I see my ego controlling, it's more about keeping me safe. It's about not using my voice, not uh, not telling others how I feel, not standing up for myself, and still working on it to this day. But I admire you. And an example of that is just recently, we were on a meeting with someone that uh, we've been working with for a while. And they, weren't, they didn't want to do it anymore. It had nothing to do with us. It was a situation in her life that was working with us wasn't working for her life, right? And we get to choose what works for us. And Lenny, you said to her, and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, it was so effective. And I, I probably wouldn't have chosen that because my ego, my control wants to stay safe and doesn't want to say anything. And you just said, hey, can you hang on for a certain amount of time? That would be really helpful for us. And you just literally asked the question. And yet the me that wants to control it was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It works for her. Like that piece of wanting to stay safe and not using my voice, not not saying what I want or what I need or what's going to work for me. And, And it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve me so often. And I oftentimes, now that I'm aware of it and I know that my ego wants to stand back and hide and shrink and stay safe, when I look at that situations in my life, There's many times where I've been through something. An example is um, I went to a town board meeting because one of my neighbors was doing something that was literally not okay. Yet she stood up and stamped her feet and said, this is what I need. And the greasy wheel got oiled and she got what she needed. Yet it wasn't, it's not just, and it's not fair. And so right after that, I was like, what? oh, I did it again. My ego did it again. It protected me. It didn't want to stand up. It didn't want to argue in front of other people. It didn't want to stand up for me. I knew what was right. I knew what I wanted. And then it was the beat up afterward. It was the, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you stand stronger? Why didn't you, you know? And so I'm learning that. And with every time I do it, like you, I'm learning, oh, next time I get to do this. Oh, next time And always talking my ego through it, always talking myself through it. But my sense of control is just don't say anything because don't use your voice. Don't open up your throat. Don't, you know, don't say what you need. And that I know is also my ego because what I've learned is that it's easier for me sometimes to, because of my patterns like you, it's easier for me sometimes to uh, do for someone else than allow someone to do for me. Because if I do for them, it feels good. And if I allow them to do for me, it doesn't feel so good because that's my way of being. So actually my ego is being selfish by not allowing others to do things for me because it doesn't feel as good as when I do things for them because mm-hmm. I'm that supporter personality. So it's I'm I'm constantly working through kind of the opposite of allow people to take care of you or do things for you because that's actually giving to them because I'm always the one that wants to step in and do it. Um, And that's my sense of control.
0: Yeah, we all do it in a different way, but the bottom line is we do it to feel safe. And so for me, safety is control. Like I need to step in, I need to do something, I need to control, I need to manage, I need to do something quick. Whereas for you, feeling safe is stepping back and, you know, not speaking up because you feel safe when you do that, when you retreat. And so that's a really good indication of how our ego just in many different ways comes into play. But it's not helpful because we're not trusting the universe because there's always something bigger at play because because everything happens for us and not to us. Like I see now so clearly as to what happened with, that other podcast, which is, um, you know, it was showing me where I was trying to control. That doesn't mean that we don't step in and make changes, but it means that like, you know, meditate on things. Don't jump into something like I always do. You know, let it process. Even when I had my realisation, my learning now is that I didn't need to pick up the phone and send a voice message to the person to say sorry in that moment while I was feeling so emotional. I could have just allowed that feeling to just integrate into my being and then the next time we catch up, I could have said something. So instead, it's that need to fix things straight away, which leads to suffering. It leads to um, this, 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 oh, like... I'm not happy. It's not right. It needs to be right. But if we just let the universe take over, everything gets corrected and everything turns up at the right time. And what I find so interesting about
1: that is for you, it's the need to fix it right away, to correct it right away. And then for my ego and my control, it's the need to not say anything because it'll just go away, or maybe I'll just be okay with it. And then me
0: being okay with it leads to resentment. And I know that. So there's a balance in between both of those, like there's a balance. And the balance is, you know, first, you know, what is it that you want to say, allow yourself to say it, but also spend time within to allow things to integrate within as well. You know, like for the example that you gave about not speaking up at the public meeting, you know, maybe you could have meditated on what you wanted to say and made sure that you did stand up and give your point of view as opposed to just allow the neighbor to stand up and give hers without you giving yours. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I love it. And
1: so curious, what did you end up doing then with the podcast? Or what did you after your meditation? What was your conclusion to what you learned? Or what your
0: what your next step is? That's a really good question. Because what my ego wants me to do is very different to what my soul wants me to do. So what my ego wants me to do is quickly think of another name, quickly rebrand, change all the assets. Um, and I went through a process of actually thinking of a different name, of an inspirational name, which, which really shows the show for what it is because it is a beautiful show, which is all about releasing our shame and not identifying with the actions that we are and rising like a phoenix out of the ashes. That's what it's all about. So I went through this process of trying to figure it out, and that's when I went, hey, it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen by me trying to figure it out. That's not how inspired action happens. Everything that I've ever done in my life that's been um, massively impactful and successful has come from the divine. So I don't need to actually think of the name. Um, I will just let it go for the moment. So we've closed it off at season one. Just have a little bit of a break and it'll come to me. I'm not going to push my way into thinking about it. I'm going to just allow the divine inspiration, if it needs to, come through. Um, I've got no attachment to continuing with the show, letting that go, knowing that if if its time is to continue, it will continue. If its time is to stop, it will stop. Either way, I'm okay with both scenarios now. So I'm not looking at it from a lack point of view, which is I've put so much money into it and so much energy into it. I'm looking at from another perspective, which is maybe at this time in my life what I'm supposed to be doing is finishing my book and the only podcast I'm supposed to be putting my energy into is The Soul Sisters Get Real, which which is less energy because it's collaborative. Like Mm -hmm. the other podcast, it was all on me and so this one, and I really believe where we're heading in terms of the new earth and who we are—the new humans, the four D, the five D versions—it's all about collaboration. It's not about me mm-hmm. one person standing out and going, "Oh, look at my fantastic podcast." It's a collaboration. It, this is why it's sisters, soul sisters, get real because we're getting real about who we are at our core, but we're doing it together. And energetically, it's it's less pressure when we do things together. Yeah. You made a really good point there. And the
1: collaboration point is huge. And what I'm learning also is it's more fun and it works better when you're working with someone because you're sharing right back and forth. It's not all about me. Uh, So I love that. But you made a really great point about. And I think a lot of people struggle with this and I've been struggling with this for a couple of years now is, uh, you know, when we put so much time and energy into something whether it's a business or a relationship, we tend to, our ego tends to go to the space of, but I put so much into it. I put so much time into it. I put so much money into it. That's how I was with my Attitude of a Champion program. I put so much into it. I can't let it go now. And yet in the higher perspective, when I really go deep into the meditative state and really reflect on it, It's okay because all of the money and time I put into it, I have learned so much Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't be where I was at without that, whether it was that relationship or that business or anything else. And it's okay to let it go, but it's hard to let it go.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally, um, you know, and that plays out in so many other areas as well. Like I recall there was this doctor hypnotherapist And she was telling me how so many doctors didn't want to hear her research and her findings on the power of hypnosis because they had invested so much money and time in learning this model. And so they were committed to this model and therefore they didn't want to open their eyes to to what else is possible. And I'm not saying all doctors are like that at all. But, you know, we need to see that whatever has happened in our past it was part of the journey to bring us to where we are today, which is exactly what you've just said. Like you needed that to be here. I needed to do the shame game and mm-hmm. it's, it's never one-sided. All those guests that are interviewed, you know, most of them cried during the episodes. They had their own insights, personal learnings. They were able to articulate themselves in a way that brought expansion for them. So it's not just because I needed to learn something there's no coincidences in the universe. Everything happens for a reason. Like that needed to happen for me to let go Mm -hmm. of this next layer of ego that that was still within me. And underneath that, that's another, and that's what it's all about. It's releasing who we are not, releasing the need to be seen a certain way, releasing the need to be successful, releasing the need to monetize something, releasing the need to be in a hierarchy releasing the status symbols, it's just constant and never ending. Yeah, and you made
1: another good point about that also is when we release something, we make space for the new. And when we hang on so tight, there's not that space, that opening for what's next. And for you, it's maybe you're letting it go because you're making space for your book. That's a whole nother endeavor. When you go to the marketing of it and the getting it out there, that's a whole nother piece of the puzzle. So you're making space because you're letting that go for now because it wasn't working and I love it. That's, that's yeah. beautiful.
0: And then what happens when you make space is that's when creativity starts to generate new ideas. So directly after I made space and after I integrated the emotions and gave myself a lot of love and compassion for for, for the way that I reacted and for the way that I still played out, you know, the ego and for recognizing the ego and for being okay with it um, is that I now have my title to my book, which I thought was something else, but it became apparent through this whole process with the incorrect title and people not really knowing what it's about with the shame game that what I had previously, what I was previously going to call my book, which was The Ego Exposed, it's no longer going to be the ego exposed. It's something else. I won't quite. I won't say it yet, but it's like obvious as to what the book is about. So, so you can see that it was a mirror. So, not only has stopping this activity given me time to focus on the book, but the actual exercise of what happened with the shame game has given me inspiration of oh my god and insights about what to call my book.
1: Mm, I love that. I love that. Yes. And you know, I have to say thank you for being vulnerable with not only me, but all of our audience because it's hard to admit when we when we see things in ourselves that we aren't super proud of. So thank you for going there with
0: us. Yeah, it is really hard, you know, but this is what we're called to do. And you know, if you're listening out there and you've got stuff that you feel that you can't share with others, maybe just reach out to someone you can really trust at this point because, you know, there's no reason as to why we need to hide who we really are. We need to get real. We need to be authentic and know that there is no shame in saying, hey, I did this but it didn't didn't work the way I imagined it was going to work. But this is what I learned from it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that.
0: And one other thing that you
1: brought up, and I would love to hear from our audience. So any of you that are here on YouTube that can leave comments for us, I would love to know. I am taking a book writing course right now that is, you know, I'm writing my book anyway, but it's from Hay House. And they talk about publishing and stuff. And we're talking about book titles and hooks. And I've gone back and forth about my book title for a while. and. I'm curious if anyone is watching, leave a comment that, so we can hear it, It, what you like better, the unimaginable gift of losing a child or the unimaginable gift of losing your child. So there's two. I'd love to hear your opinion on it um, before we close out, but I'm not sure which way to go with it. And heck, why not ask
0: our audience? Absolutely. I've got a strong opinion. (laughs) on that one can I give it yeah please yeah I feel like
1: you're because
0: it feels like it's removed it's like it's like it's it almost feels insensitive for me your child is like my god your child your child yeah
1: I love it because that was what it was originally and then and then it's that second guessing right which we we always know don't second guess like go with your first one uh, so thank you. But I'd love to hear from the rest of you if you have different opinions on it. So,
0: yeah. Thank you. Of, course, thank you. of course. Yeah. So yeah. yay. Yeah. I awesome. I love it when we talk together. And um, I know it. Thank you for, you know, really um, holding space for when I go through stuff. You always do that in a really beautiful, graceful Loving, caring way. I always feel really held by you, and yeah, thank you, my beautiful soul sister. I love you very much. Well, thank you too, and
1: again, thank you for being vulnerable with us and uh, going where it's not always easy to go, so that so that others can see that it's okay because we all have we all have things to be feel bad about right and the word shame right to feel even if it's just something little like that a little bit of shame on how we reacted or what we said so thank you for for bringing that up for us
0: awesome bye
1: everyone bye
0: Bye. thanks for tuning in we hope you loved it and if you did subscribe to the podcast we would so love it if you write us a review and share it with
1: your friends and remember always connect to your truest essence and choose love. We'll see you next time.